those contracts, again, are team-friendly. Uh, there's nothing that you look at going, oh, my God, you'll never be able to, you know, sell that to another team. And because of that, as you said, if you can put that package together of two or three players and, you know, then you're in, in the avenue of, you know, looking at maybe a Damian Lillard, uh, you know, a Portland. That's because your guy, you, have to trade, you have to trade numbers for numbers. And so you think about putting those contracts together, that might be a possibility. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Josue Pavone. He is, of course, Cedric Maxwell coming at us from North Carolina. And, of course, barely home this summer, but always repping. Max, how often do you rock that T-shirt, man? I thought that was like a one-time thing. No, I, I had it when I was in Aruba. And today I've run this down to my last shirt. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm repping the coach again, like, welcome to Boston. Just because you got nothing else to rock. Okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing else to rock. <laughs> nothing else clean right now. Matter of fact, I, I went and I had some buddies of mine who actually was playing uh, um, some card games today. And one of the most unusual things happened. It hadn't happened to me in a long time. There was two people in the room. It was a very small room. And they actually were smoking cigarettes. So I had oh, to come man. immediately and just wash and just clean up because that smoke absolutely drives me crazy yeah me too I, i'm in the same boat man i can't stand that smell and that's also yeah, i mean i'm so that's happy a throwback it away in, from from foxwoods yeah. and all those casinos now right you know it basically you know think of you know when we were a little bit younger in a club and you wouldn't remember but for me it was uh, actually on an airplane uh that they had smoking sections in the airplane as if the smoke did not travel throughout the plane. That that was the craziest thing. I remember the no smoking signs on the on the airplanes. Mm-hmm. That I remember. I don't remember actual smoke though. That that's crazy. Oh yeah, that, that was. That was I remember the restaurants had it. The restaurant yeah. you, you would say smoking or non-smoking. I remember that. Whew, man, yeah, I, I was a kid. I can't even believe that. Yeah, and then some of these rooms where they have at the airport, which I think are absolutely disgusting, where they have these rooms where. Uh, I know in Atlanta they still have it. They have a room for smokers in the interior airport. And right. literally people go in there and you don't have to smoke a cigarette. You just inhale. Uh, it is just, it's, it's that, that, that it's like the sounds of it. Right, mm. right. Well, I mean, right now it seems like a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference, especially the top tier ones, you know, you ask some of these NBA uh, analysts and, you know, the, the ones that want all the smoke, they're, they're starting to put the Celtics in a category of the teams that uh, may not be one of the top tier teams in the East, which I think we all knew that. But a recent report, a recent article from the Athletics, David Aldridge, is saying that Celtics actually had one of the worst off seasons out of all the NBA teams. He's got them ranked as the fourth worst off season. Max, what do you think about that? I mean, obviously, we got our you know our scope is a little different compared to the, from the Nationals' standpoint, right? From their perspective, but well, at the same yeah. time, I mean, the fourth worst—that's that's a bit I think harsh. That right? What what David is is talking about is just uh, bringing in new talent, changing your team, and you look at the Celtics—they really haven't done as much, but by subtraction, I think this team is going to be better. You know, uh, I love Kimba, but with Kimba being hurt and having Al Horford come back into the fold, um, I, I'm not uh, 
I'm, I'm not just totally miffed by, you know, what this team has done. And I think sometimes, as I've always said, and you've said, and other people have said, is sometimes in a haste to do something, you get nothing accomplished. And I would look at Brad Stevens. He hasn't been in that haste to do anything. And he's, he looked like he has a sound reasoning about what he wants to do with this team. Well, yeah, that's one part of it, right? Because obviously we know that Brad Stevens has been closer to this team more than anybody. But I think the part of of uh, Aldridge's report that, that sort of surprised me was that he's sort of questioning this move by the Boston Celtics, right? In, in his article, he talks about how the, the Celtics, I mean, Brad Stevens is brand new at this thing. And to come in and replace someone like Danny Ainge, he's not quite sure that Brad is, is going to be able to, you know, fulfill that same sort of promise the, the way Danny Ainge did you know, back in 07. I mean, he's just, he's just questioning. I feel like he's questioning Brad Stevens overall. So that all in itself it made him, you know, put, mm-hmm. put the Celtics lower than, than compared to the other teams in the NBA. I, I wouldn't worry about Brad. I think the fact that he's been with this team with for what, eight right. years now, then obviously he knows the strengths and the weaknesses of this team. Uh, Zarin is still there. Danny's son is still there. So the X's and O's, the, the number crunchers are still there. I think it's more now like a new handle. And um, I, I really believe, and I, and I like some of the moves that Brad has made. Do you, do you question who the coach is? Is that what you're doing? Uh, is that one of the things you question? So I think you look at this team overall. I think this team is steady about what they're doing, and they're not right now a team of haste. Right. And I also feel like the, the fact that the Celtics obviously were a 500 team last year, Aldridge is sort of in that category or that in that space of people who are thinking, well, you're supposed to do something big here, right? You know, you got bounced out of the first round. So where's that big move or at least a couple of them? But I'm like, man, we talked about it briefly. Dennis Schroeder, I think that's a very underrated move by, by Brad Steve. Yeah. Well, I think that, that's made this offseason. Schroeder is the underrated move. Uh, you think about it. he was a $84 million player and you got him for $6 million. So that in itself is, is, is a bargain. Uh, I think if you look at Evan Fournier, who, who left here, I think that the Celtics did not want to pay him 20. I think they solidified some of their young talent. Marcus Smart is in play. And I think you start looking at those contracts. As much as I would not want them to trade Marcus, I think the contract lines up where it is a, a, a trade-friendly contract if, in fact, you wanted to move him, Rob Williams, you have your core unit of guys right now who are under contract for extended periods of time, and I do like that about the Celtics. Yeah, I think that's the part that he he sort of overlooked here. I mean, again, when you're from when you're when you're covering this team from from Boston, it's a different perspective because we knew how important it was to lock in someone like Marcus Smart heading into the regular season, right? Well, I mean, he didn't know where he stands with the organization. Well, a lot of people didn't like Marcus. I think that was the biggest thing. Uh, there. A lot of people who felt that his value was inflated, that he was a, you know, and, and people didn't look at actually his numbers last year. You know, he had career high numbers in so many different areas. I think scoring the basketball, his field goal percentage from the three-point line was about 36, 30, almost 38%. So league average. So I, I think that, you know, he was underrated. And I think that is a quality move that you get back in the fold that people don't talk about. And, on top of that, uh, you the people that you brought back. You know, I love the fact that Al Horford's back. 
um, you know, Cantor, who I've always loved as a rebounder. He comes back. So he solidifies the bigs. And then you still have Warren. Um, uh, you have guards, which you might want to try to move around. Um, and this thing probably, you know, people say right now, it isn't over until it's over. Oh, so you're waiting for another move here. Huh? Are, you, are you saying you just can't wait to see how they play? How well, they you know, do you think that Dunn, who is a very good, who, who was a standout player, and he's with your lineup, but look at the numbers right now. Where is he when you think about your guards? I mean, because you said if Marcus is a starter, are you going to have Schroeder as a starter? Are you going to have, um, are you going to hand the ball over to Pritchard, let him be a starter as a guard in his second year in the league? So I I think there are a lot of questions out there about what this team can and will and won't do. Were you surprised by the uh, the exception of, of Robert Williams and Josh Richardson? I mean, you know, we, we've talked about Robert Williams and how valuable that player is, of course, when he's healthy. But are you surprised Brad Stevens went ahead and, and, and gave him a four-year extension before the start of this season? I think that Brad just wanted to top all the loose ends. You know, you see players who go into their lame, lame duck years and they put a lot of pressure on themselves. So what he did, he took the pressure off of a young player and allows him to get out and just get out and play. $54 million, that's not a bad price, right? You know? No, no. And, for that extension and, for and four the, more years? Yeah. In the NBA now, $54 million is is a bargain uh, for some of these guys. You think about it because you look at the, the top-tier players. You know, they, they're asking for $50 million a year. Uh, so for you to get a guy for four years or how many years at those numbers – are, are numbers that eventually could look really good. I remember when Avery Bradley signed his contract for it was it was six million or something, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're crazy, People you're crazy, man!" Yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah. you looked at that particular contract, and you're going, "Man, that was that 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 was a a cheap bargain based contract for what Avery Bradley was and could do." All right, we're gonna play a game before we wrap up this episode. Yeah. In a little bit later, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tease it right now. Okay, it's called it's called the bag and the mini bag. I'll explain later. But before we get into the game, let's talk about this extension for Josh Richardson because, you know, a lot of people, or at least some Celtics fans, who are still waiting to see that bonafide third All Star join this team and take them to the level of the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks and that and that plateau, right? They're looking at these extensions and saying, "Well, wait a minute." Maybe a package deal of Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, and Josh Richardson, all these extensions that the Celtics have just passed out, or Brad Stevens, rather, you know, these three guys, maybe that's the package deal with a couple of future first-round picks that gets you someone like Bradley Beal. What do you think about something like that? Those those contracts, again, are team-friendly. There's nothing that you look at going, oh, my God, you'll never be able to, you know, sell that to another team. And because of that, as you said, if you can put that package together of two or three players and, you know, then you're in, in the avenue of, you know, looking at maybe a Damian Lillard, uh, you know, of Portland. That's because you have, to trade, you have to trade numbers for numbers. And so you think about putting those contracts together, that might be a possibility. That's interesting because obviously he's uh, he's going to stay committed as long as he possibly can, I guess, or at least for at least another year because, you know, that IG – post that he put up right after being eliminated it spoke volumes i mean obviously they went out and got a brand new head coach and chauncey billups and they're trying to you know clean things up and, and make this team as competitive as possible but we all know max in one year 
all that can change, right? One more season of this, and maybe he's a, another first round, you know, second round exit, and he's thinking to himself, this is it. I need to get out of here. Well, you know, I've said that about him. Uh, you know, uh, his ability to score the basketball, I've definitely said that. But and also look at Carl Anthony Towns, who has never really won in this league. How long can a talented player like that be on a team and the team essentially sucks for years after years? And even if you look at Minnesota right now, there are people right now who say Minnesota is lottery bound again. And that's with Carl Anthony Towns, who was one of the first was the first pick in the draft. Uh, and I think they've had a couple other guys who are first round, high first round draft, uh, high round draft choices. Uh, Anthony Edwards, I think he's a, another guy who's taking their first round. So, uh, one of those early picks, he'd have to be tired after a while and saying, I might want to get out of town. It's that time of the year, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron for the start of the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest is now open at BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. That's promo code NFL100, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So that's, what, that's a pattern we've seen with NBA All-Stars for sure. And, and he's certainly getting up there in terms of getting approaching 30. I, I feel like that's sort of the the the, the, the area, whether 28, 29 or so, that's when players start thinking, all right, man, 30's right around the corner. I, I'm, I'm trying to win a championship. I mean, I've, I've, given it, I've given it as much as I can give. And right. I think that I'm tapping out. Point, almost any player who's going to say he's going to tap out. We tapping left at LeBron James as great as he was. In Cleveland, eventually, what did he do? He tapped out. Yeah, but that dude tapped out a little too early, Max. And learned to win. He tapped out a little too early, man. What, 23, 24? I don't know. To his their own, but I don't know if I would have tapped out that soon. I don't know. Mm. Well, I think if you look at the handwriting on the wall, you say six years. How long was he there in Cleveland? Six years, something like that. And seven, look seven at the pe- And look at the player, look at the pieces that were around him when he got ready to leave. I don't think it, I think it was a no brainer. What you don't like, Eric Snow, man? You know, I like, love Eric Snow, but Eric Snow man. Is not the kind of guy that's gonna get you a championship immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. On that note, let's let's get into it. Let's get into this game. All right, all right. It, it's the bag in the mini bag, Max. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you mini bag. Okay, I'm gonna give you a player who got the bag, and you're gonna tell me if it, if it was a good idea or a bad idea for the team to do that. And then I'm gonna give you a player who got the mini bag. You can tell me if it's a good idea or a bad idea. Okay. If it's worth it. All right. All right. Let's start big. Let's start with the biggest bag of them all this summer. Joel Embiid. He got himself a five year extension, super max, 147 million max. Yeah. Absolutely. Could that be a bad idea for the 76ers to, to give him all that, all that money? What do you think? No, great idea. I think if you look at his production, 
here in the last three, four years, he's been one of the top players right now in the Eastern Conference. And you think about it, when they played uh, Toronto, he was a shot away from going to the finals. Yeah, so he was. I, I think that that's yeah, an was. easy catch right now, you know, of, of baggage. That's what I'll use baggage for uh, Joel Embiid. I think that was a good choice. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I mean, if you're Philly, after dealing with Ben Simmons and all that, that whole fiasco, I mean, you got to lock in somebody, right? Yeah. You yeah. got to make sure your, 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 your top dog is, is happy and satisfied. Your, your big dog is happy. Keep and him happy. Healthy. Yeah, keep him happy and, right. and make sure he always wants to come home. Doc knows better. Exactly. Doc knows better. All right. How about this one? Kemba Walker going back home. The BX native is heading back to New York. Two mm-hmm. years, $17.8 million dollars. For the for the Max guy who the former Max guy rather who the Celtics signed two years ago, Max, good idea, bad idea for the New York Knicks. Mm, I'm up in the air, and I'm up in the air because I think he's a great player, but I think that people are their expectation level of Kimba is cardiac Kimba, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden, Big East, step back, moving really really quick. I don't know if he still has that quickness and explosive ability anymore to create as many shots and to get players confused out there when they're guarding him. So I, I'm I'm just, uh, mm, I don't know. My bag has a hole in it. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's messed up, man. It's it's not, it, it doesn't sound that messed up, but it is a little bit because you're talking about, about Kemba, man, it's just tough because it's all this is out of his control. Obviously, his health concerns has everything to do with this. He can't help himself. But if I'm the New York Knicks, I'm I'm gonna put a, I'm I'm gonna say this is a good idea. I'm gonna say the investment is worth it because he's a hometown boy. He got the hometown discount. Literally, I can't think of a better example of a hometown discount in the NBA right now. And it's like, uh, you know, show me what you got. You know, two year deal. Well, I, I mean, I think I think that you're you're onto something. When it comes to that, but 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 I think the other thing to sway is the fact that when you go home, you back home, you have more distractions because he's from New York, he's from the city, so there's going to be more people knocking on his door, taking him away from what he really needs to do is to rehab and get that knee as strong as possible, and and I'm not sure he'll be able to get it as strong as it needs to be to get back to that tremendous foot speed that Kimball Walker has had. Right. Believe it or not, Max, it's all about the playoffs now for the New York Knicks, right? They, they've elevated, right? It's not about just making the playoffs. They're trying to they're trying to make some noise now. So Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, the Knicks are. And, you know, when they made noise last year, I think that people are going to expect that much more. But uh, can you imagine the pressure now on Julius Randle, uh, you know, mm. after having a, a bad playoff, uh, run, and they start calling them. Uh, <laughs> they start calling them regular regular season, and I, I think that's one of the things that really uh, you know comes in the fold that you look at and you're going, okay, how can that be? How, how can you get it better? Right. Yeah, that's not the kind of nickname you want. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep it. Let's keep it in the tri-state. Let's let's keep, let's talk about his teammate, the former Celtic Evan Fournier. He got himself a big bag. He got a bigger bag than than Kemba Walker's on right now, of course. But well, I, yeah, I, I like four years, seventy three million dollars max. Yeah, uh, good I, idea or bad idea from the by the uh, New York Knicks here. I like the that. I like it with the Knicks, but I've just seen so many times that the city grinds you down, and the expectation of guys coming there, 
Amadi Stalemar coming there. And people said, oh, my God, he's coming to New York and they're going to be great. And not so much. Carmelo comes there. They had a, had a good good run, but still wasn't the Carmelo that was taking them to the Eastern Conference Finals or, or to the NBA Finals. So it's, it's a very tough city to play in. Yeah, it's not easy. I mean... It's one of those things where if you're the New York Knicks, it's like if, if you don't spend it, you're going to lose it. And Emma Fournier just made the most sense, right? So I guess I'm going to say it's a good idea, you know? Yeah, yeah. At I the mean, end of the day. I'm not – if you, you you told me I had to make a choice, I would say it'd be, it would be a good idea. Agreed. All right, let's head back home. Let's head back home, Max. Let's head back to Boston. Dennis Schroeder, best contract in the league, if you ask me. $5.8 <laughs> one year. <laughs> Yep, you guessed it. It ain't the big bag. It is not the big bag. But, Max, is it a good idea for the Boston Celtics? Oh, yeah. To get a a player who was reportedly worth $84 million and you get him off the uh, junkyard for $6 million. All right, well, let me, let me add young, a, He's still a young, productive okay. player. Yeah. Let me, add a, let me add a caveat here to this, right? Because the, uh, there's a report indicating that uh, problems last season with the Los Angeles Lakers had a lot to do with, with, with him, you know, with, without mentioning names. Uh, there was a report saying that he was a bit selfish and that he was a bit of a locker room problem. And that, Come on, man. LeBron, you know, we, know, we know LeBron runs that camp. LeBron <laughs> and AD, that's their basketball club. I was thinking it. I can't see an ancillary player coming in and being that disruptive to the Lakers system. I mean, come on, Lakers. Don't, yeah. don't, don't try don't try to sell me that bill of goods. I mean, you lost, your team beat your, beat your ass, and now all of a sudden you're trying to kick Schroeder under the, the bus as if he was that piece. They did not have jump shooters. There were a lot of guys. How about yeah. there were a lot of times we saw LeBron James not get back on the defensive end? Or uh, we would call Anthony Davis. I, I love Charles Barkley's name, Street Clothes. You know, he wasn't available to play. So I, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just not blame uh, Dennis Schroeder for all that. Agreed. Agreed. And even if there's a little truth to that, I'm going to go with the guy who wants to prove to the entire NBA that he's a max guy. Give me that guy. And then on top of that, the guy who used to idolize Ray John Rondo when him and the gang were, were, were competing for championships. Yeah, I'll take my money on that guy. For that, for that, for that team-friendly contract, 1,000% for sure. That's worth it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go back with that one easily. <laughs> exactly. All right, last one. Last but not least, uh, let's keep it in L.A., right? Carmelo Anthony, mini bag, one year, $2.6 million. Yeah. Good idea or bad idea for the Lakers? That's a great idea for the Lakers. You're getting somebody Absolutely. like that for $2.6 million. The, the thing I wonder about out loud is how can you live off of $2.6 million living in Los Angeles? And, and being a professional basketball player. You I do think it for that's one what, year, man. You know, that's that's what is kind of crazy. You do it for one me. year. You're, you're getting them at a bargain basis from that price. But we know a lot of times players count numbers where they look at somebody else making money and, and there's there gets to be some uh, people who are envious. So hopefully that won't be the case. Do you see turmoil happening? In L.A. with the Lakers. I mean, this IG post from from uh, LeBron James working out with Russell Westbrook, and he's, you know, sarcastically saying, oh, these guys, I don't know if they're going to get along. You know, these guys, they, they're trouble. 
you know, obviously playing to the narrative that Russell Westbrook may not be the best guy for this team. How do you react to that? What, I mean, what's your opinion on that, at least, uh, from LeBron James to say that? And, of course, that narrative that Russell Westbrook may not be the best option for these three. You know, it's it's really strange because if you think of it, he isn't the puzzle piece that you look at when you have a, pu- a missing piece of a puzzle because he has jagged edges, he has turns, he has twists, and it just doesn't seem like that fit, p- that piece fits. But what we know about him, and I've, I've heard people say, it's just his energy level, and he can't wait to get it done. And, and he's so enthusiastic about his team that he's going to maybe get some infusion of, um, of just playing the game uh, to Anthony Davis, to LeBron James. So, so there are a lot of good things about this. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait to see it all pan out, Max. You know, we'll, we'll see which Western Conference teams gives them the the, the, the biggest fight. But you are know, man. so you, you're so right. I mean, because this could I don't be, know. this could ultimately could be a train wreck happening. But you have yeah. all these guys under contract for extended period of time, and what you needed from these these guys who. The guy coming in, you needed more outside shooting. Westbrook is an outside jump shooter. So I don't think that you have, I don't want to say, um, finished off your dream by uh, by having uh, Westbrook, who's not a shooter. It's a work in progress, for sure. Mm-hmm. You can say the same thing about the Celtics, too. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, right after the Brooklyn Nets and the, and the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, put the Celtics in there, but I'll tell you this much: they're going to be. I think they're they're a team that's going to be fighting for playoff uh, for home court in, in the playoffs. You know, and if that's the yeah. case, then that's a good place to be in right now. You know, coming I, off that five hundred season. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a team that has a lot to prove, and because of that, having a five hundred season, your coach leaving, changing the roster, giving the keys to other people. Yeah, it, I think it's going to be a challenge, but I think a, a challenge that players will happily accept. Absolutely. That's exactly what Brad Stevens had to say uh, during his segment as, as part of the uh, WEI Nesson Jimmy Fund Telethon. Uh, he talked briefly about the offseason and saying, look, I'm not going to put a ceiling on this team. I just tell you this much, though. I like the position we're in, and I really like the chances to be a great team out there with a the brand new coach and Ime Doka. So, Well, I think that Brad is going to – what else could he say? He's going to say, well, Ime is horrible and the players we got are horrible. <laughs> Everybody looks at their team as a playoff contender. Maybe not a championship team, but a playoff contender. And I think that's the way you look at Celtics having as much talent as they have on their bench right now. Definitely. Absolutely, Max. Man, we're like, what are we? Over a, we're, we got still a month to go until we get some preseason basketball. So we still got ways to go. But in the meantime, Max, you cool out out there in North Carolina. Enjoy the fam. I'll hold down the fort and we'll we'll check back in next week. All right. You know, for all right, a brand partner. new episode. Take it easy. All right, man. That's the episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast. Of course, you already know, subscribe on iTunes or any other platform where you listen to your podcast. You can find us, of course, the Cedric Maxwell podcast every week. And, of course, you can catch up on all the other episodes that we've dropped. And uh, in video version, we'll be back. You already know, YouTube, CLNS Media, guys. We'll see you next week.